0: It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party,
1: pal. Welcome to the Soul and Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Yo, Moo Cow Rich, bringing the bull. What's up, guys?
0: Not much, man. What's going on with you?
1: Smoke that patina Maduro.
0: Yeah. Ooh, he got that <laughs> hotness.
1: <laughs> For everybody that didn't buy it yet, you're missing out.
2: Well, and you're about to miss out because that shit is like selling out yes. everywhere, which is awesome. Pretty crazy. It's fantastic. Had a couple
0: guys. Uh, no, first of all, thank you guys. I, I was telling Mook how this, and uh, and I'll repeat it here. That that cigar, what what for me was the big deal about it was you're entering a really, really crowded market. More so even, I feel like... Because a lot of, like... A lot of, like, the really boutique brands that have, like, big followings and, like... Okay, I'm cool if I smoke this or I'm part of this crew. A lot of those are predicated on their Maduro-type cigars. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. So you were going to be going up against all of that, which was not easy. So to be able to come out with what I perceive or what I feel is a very unique smoking experience and Maduro format when there's a lot of really good Maduros out there, that was such an accomplishment to be able to work with, you know, Raul diesel on that. So it's pretty cool.
1: Well, it's damn good.
2: Thanks, man. Yeah. Right off the truck. It, oh it did yeah,' not have a single issue no <clears throat> so we will
0: uh we'll see man they've uh, I'm smoking one now that's been uh that I've had under my control which in my storage quote unquote which we had a question uh to talk about storage today but um and the way it's smoking is exactly the way it was intended to, so it's been about a week so
2: and it built up to that?
0: Is that right? Yeah. So I smoked one right off the truck. It was recognizable. Okay. Smoked one a few days later, getting closer. Today, spot on.
1: Nice. So it just gets better.
2: Well,
1: maybe it'll continue <laughs> that way forever and ever
2: and ever. I sure hope so. Every day better. you age it, it's better.
0: I I will say this in my personal opinion. I think that Maduro wrappers in general don't seem to age all that greatly after a certain time. Like for me, if I'm aging cigars, I would age like a Habano, maybe a Connecticut, Corojo, something like that. But when it comes to Maduro's, man, I feel like their their sweet spot is a couple of years. But I don't know how this one's going to end up,
1: so we'll see.
0: We don't have any data at our disposal.
1: You got to put them back <laughs> and let them rest.
0: Sure, yeah. <laughs> give them a nap. <laughs> Honestly, I can't, man. I was trying to like save these boxes, but I just just can't. So, we'll find out in a couple of years. Yeah, Kyle will still have them. Probably that. have
2: some. Yeah.
0: Well, so let's just go right into this because we kind of opened with storage and stuff like that. So we had Ham Bob ask about what kind of storage we use, or he's looking at upgrading his storage from basically, I think he said, what, Tupper Doors? Yeah. Or bins or whatever, to next level, moo-cow-rich type shit. And said, is it worth it? Should he do that? And what do we do for our cigars? So I, you guys are much more well-versed in this stuff than I am, so I'm going to let you guys start with that one.
2: Well, so it depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for a huge amount of storage for a pretty low price, that's going to work perfectly for you. You just want like a bunch of coolers or big Tupperwares or something, uh, with some Bovita packs in there, make it real easy for yourself. Um, the downside there is you're going to shuffle through it a little bit. So you're probably going to want, even if you have singles, you're probably going to want them inside boxes just to, to keep them. Okay. Um, now, if it's something you want to look at and you want to be like a piece of furniture in your house, then I would I would start looking at the cabinet route. And like any anybody who's buying any humidor, uh, think about how many cigars you probably want in there and then buy a much larger one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> for two reasons. The first reason is because if it says it holds 3000 cigars, it doesn't hold 3000 cigars. That's just not yeah. true. Right. That's that's not possible. That they're all wrong. I don't understand how they do their measurements, but it's all wrong. Um, the second reason is that you're going to buy more. So I use a cabinet, um, but I was in Tupperware for a long time before that, and I also had like a a nice wood sort of footlocker style humidor. Mm. But I like the wood. I like. I just enjoy looking at this thing. I enjoy, you know, it has a glass front. I can see my cigars. I can, I can sort of enjoy the thing open it up, and it smells, you know, like I think a humidor should smell, and it holds a shit ton of cigars. Drufus?
1: Um, I guess I'm kind of in, in between uh, you and the... So I've got a couple of plastic tubs, um, like uh, Ziplocs, that I throw some, like, random stuff in, and then... I've got four wine coolers that have been converted with, um, with trays or empty space for boxes. Um, and then those all have active humidification on them. So, um, uh, cigar oasis. And then I also have quite a few, um, like Daniel Marshall humidors. So kind of a mix of everything. But we're actually, Daniel
2: Marshalls, That's big pimping.
1: they I love them. Those are nice, man. So, and then we're looking at uh, doing a build-in in the house to uh, have a humid oh. humidor built-in.
2: That's the that's the holy
0: right there. shit! This fucking guy.
1: We've got uh, we've got space. Um, so so we have stairs. And one little section is like a like a pantry. Well, they haven't used the other section, so we've uh, we've been talking about it for a few months, and uh, there's electricity already in there for for humidification and whatnot. And uh, I think we're gonna start proceeding forward with that project.
2: Yeah, that's a great one if you're gonna stay in your house for a really long time. Yeah. It's not going to help any resale value.
1: No, and I think what we're going to try and do is either make oh. shelves for, like, wine as well, to where mm, nice. when we go to resale, it's not, <laughs> what the hell is this cigar humidifier? What am I going to do, with you know, <laughs> to the next yeah, people? Right. It's at least a, you know, wine rack or something in there. But we plan on being That's here smart. for a while, so. hmm
0: no, I'm with you. You know, a uh, cigar mechanic, Brandon, uh, that I did that YouTube live with mm-hmm. last week, he just built a uh, uh, built-in humidor nice. in his uh, garage.
1: Hmm. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, so, like, there's this section of his garage where, like, a bunch of, like, the retailers and, like, Patrick LeGreed and stuff will go hang out at his house on Sunday night. And like eight eight away, Rudy will be there sometimes. Guys like that, so they'll hang out there. And so he, when I went there to hang out the one time, it was still like under construction, if you will. But now it's just he posted a picture of it. It's remarkable. It looks beautiful. Is it temperature controlled or something? I I think so. It, it must it looks be. Looks awesome. Yeah, you're nice. yeah. your cigars. Are, yeah, they up. literally. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be like walking outside in the cold.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the temperature. I swear. <laughs> yeah. It's a Churchill. It's a Churchill. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's a precipitation.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yikes. Anyway. But yeah, what you, man. What do you use, Mo?
0: I use uh, Ziploc weather seals, man. Yeah. I sure. typically keep my cigars in boxes if I buy them by the box. Mm-hmm. And just put them in there with bovado uh, I do wipe them down though before I use them. Uh, really doesn't make much of a difference if, I mean honestly um, and yeah that's it, man. I used to have a Prometheus humidor that I got as a gift when I really didn't buy that many cigars um, or keep that many cigars. I would just buy it to be and m smoke them there, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I let that thing go to shit, which is I'm just an asshole. But I think you could resuscitate them. I think there's a way to bring them back. So oh, I'm yeah. into doing that. But dude, I mean, the reality is for me, and I never say this typically in public because I always want stores to be able to sell their, their. You don't need a humidor for functionality, but if you want a a piece, right? If you want something that is cool and different or whatever the case may be, then, yeah, you get a humidor. You get what a cow has. You get what Drew has. If you're purely looking for functionality, you don't need to do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Do you you want a daily driver or do you want that car that you go out cruising in? Right. That's what you're asking. Yeah. Toyota gets the job done every time. (laughs) You just don't look like a pimp.
1: Well, and those those, uh, Ziploc tubs, they're they're freaking phenomenal.
2: Oh, they're
0: unreal. Dude, listen, there's a lot of people that are fucking hurting right now. Okay? Let's just be honest about that. And things don't look, even, and I was, and I don't want to get into this again, but even if they reopen the economy tomorrow, things are not just going to go back to normal. Okay? There's still going to be a lot of people that are going to have a tough time if you are looking for storage and like we've said before this is a time where you probably want to load up on some of your favorite cigars because we don't know when we're going to have lounges available again okay so if you want a storage option these are great oh yeah okay and they're extremely inexpensive you know Mm
1: -hmm. 15 20 bucks yeah. yeah. For a good sized uh guy, you could probably store a few hundred cigars in there or at least easily. At least uh twenty, thirty boxes maybe. Mm-hmm. Easily. Easily.
0: And here's the one thing that I would tell you though. If you are going to get I would not put uncellophane cigars and cellophane cigars in the same Tupper door, whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah, yeah. you don't mix?
0: Not not because of why people think, but because to preserve the cigars. Like in terms of like um, if they're all naked, I feel like there's
2: less of a chance of one one getting nicked up. Yeah. Just my so opinion, just the, like the cellophane could scratch up against a non cellophane, is that the a- idea?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: Yep.
0: Interesting. Because, dude, especially if cigars get, I mean, depending on the wrapper type, too, a lot of them could be very, very uh susceptible to
2: being cracked or nicked or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's something to think about with your storage. And and that's why when I use the, the Tupperwares, I would keep everything in boxes, even if it was all just 20 mismatched cigars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. you're moving that shit around. Yep. And you're going to break stuff. That's just how it's going to be. So part of the deal. But if you do have some money right now and you're not hurting, it's a great time to to call up your local tobacconist and say, hey, what do you have for humidors? Can we sure. make a deal? Can you order something? Like, can I order through you instead yeah. of just ordering the yep. cheapest thing online? Uh, keep those yep. guys alive. Yeah.
0: We need to face facts, people there's going to be some of the retailers that are, are probably going to be hurting a lot. Okay. If you have the means, support your, support your B and M's. You will regret it if you don't.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah. I think it's, that's what I've been telling myself at least as I've been ordering more and more cigars mm-hmm. is that I'm just doing my patriotic civic duty. By buying a shit ton of boxes of cigars right now. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, yeah, you've been,
0: you've been throwing your weight around like a fucking 800 pound gorilla, this
2: guy. That's what you have to do right now, though. Like, I I have a job. I get to work from home. My wife has a job. She gets to work from home. We have our kids at home, which is kind of a mess, right? But Mm -hmm. it means we're not paying for any daycare. We don't go out to eat. Like, we have, uh, this whole thing has been economically, like, ridiculously good for us so far. So you got to spread that a little bit.
0: Dude, so I was like – I was thinking about going out to eat the other day because I wanted to support, like, this local mom-and-pop Italian beef place. I wasn't even going to go to – even though I like Portillo's better, okay, I wanted to go to this place because I want to support them. I know that – you know, I know that. And then I just got nervous. You know, I was like, man, I don't know. I literally have not eaten out since – Probably the second
1: week of March. You should have just done it, man. Yeah, most yeah, of them. I think
0: I'm going to.
1: Most of them won't one, won't let you come in. So they'll they'll if you'll have to call in the order. You'll you'll roll up and they'll ask you either what your vehicle is and they'll come out, take money from you, and give you food. So yeah, there's minimal interaction, and you're I mean outside, pretty much. So yeah. We've picked up a few meals here and there, and they're all pretty much like that, where somebody's coming out with mask and gloves on and taking either cash or your card or whatever and handing you some food so you don't have to be in the building and whatnot.
2: Right. The one we did, we we called ahead and did the credit card order. So all I had to do was call them and tell them I was there and open the back of my car. They came, they put it in the back I closed the back of my car, I drove away I hadn't even come near a person Hmm. Came in, uh, took everything out Washed up Pretty damn safe Oh yeah,
1: yeah for sure Do it Mo Do it
0: Don't let your beef dreams be dreams (laughs) I know man Yeah last place I got was Lou Milnati's I think like the second week
2: Oh, I want that now. Yeah, dude. Get oh, the spot. I'm craving it. good shit. No, oh, I know. Drew, have you had Lumel blue Uh,
1: I don't know. Mo, have you taken me there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think you've done Giordano's.
1: Yeah, I have. Then no, I have not. Someday. Someday, when this all breaks free. Someday. In the meantime, yeah. everybody can go over and hang out on Cigar Noise.
2: <laughs> yeah, well done, sir.
1: Everybody needs to yeah, start. that was beautiful. They need to start posting pictures of their uh, food, their takeout food now. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, and their Patina Maduros.
1: Post all your Patina cool. Maduros and your uh, food. Make Mo uh, have to go through the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So, speaking of cigar noise, I was listening to the latest Cigar Noise Boys that just came Mm -hmm. out, and uh, I thought one of their questions was kind of interesting, mostly because of the context. So, apparently Dom has a sister who's 10 years younger than Tyler. Okay. Is that that too young for Tyler to go after?
0: Is that Um, too much
2: of an age gap?
0: Well, here's what what I'm going to say. I'm not going to answer that question, but here's what I will say about it. If Tyler doesn't change the way, whatever the fuck he did today in his post with that, like, you know, I mean, he looked like he should be behind the wheel of a, you know, Mercury Grand Marquis going back to the retirement community. I mean, those sunglasses and that hoodie, like, like, hey, grandmother, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. So before we discuss any of that, you know, any of that, that needs to be addressed first and foremost. Not that I'm some sort of, like, fashionista or whatever, okay? Because I'm a, I'm a t-shirt and hoodie guy, t- or a jean and hoodie guy, too. But those sunglasses, those have got to go.
2: Yeah. You so you're, s- uh... you're saying the age gap seems more like <laughs> 80 years. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Is she is she older than him or younger? Younger by ten years. What is it like eighteen and twenty eight or is it like twenty five and thirty-five?
2: I think it's like twenty one and thirty one.
1: Ooh. Yeah, that's a bit.
0: Wait wait four years.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I was gonna say. <laughs> wait till she's twenty five at least. And even then play it by ear.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. Now, what's your reasoning there? Well, let's get into this. Every
1: oh, everyone's stupid until after twenty-five, and even most of them still are after that. But guys, girls—they're all. Come on, judgment is off. Nothing's really established. They're much not
0: changes as you enter your thirty. <laughs> yeah, you just for some people. That that's what I'm yeah. saying. Seems to be a prevailing guy. Uh, I think. I think biology.
1: they there's people that think they know what they want, but they don't. They don't. You, you don't freaking know. And you, know, you like cha- dude, did. I think you changed so much too between those years. Yeah. Those years are like the sixteen to eighteen or twenty years. The twenty-one yeah. to twenty-five, twenty-six. Yeah. Just not,
2: figuring your own shit out. If
1: not even worse. Yeah.
0: I don't think most guys know who they are until after they're, after they're 30,
1: 45.
0: <laughs> yeah, 40. 45. <laughs> yeah. So you guys saw, so I'm going to answer this cause it kind of feeds into whatever, but speaking of, you know, kind of like where, you know, your life goes and when you mature and stuff like that. So my buddy sends me the snapshot of the, the chart for oil today, oil pricing, right? And so him and I had been talking about trading some oil contracts for a long time. We ended up not doing it, but anyway, so he sends me and it just, you know, obviously it just went below zero. Right. And so you just see this thing like falling off a cliff and he sends me this and I said that, that, that chart represents my life and dream, my hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. No.
2: <laughs> they went negative.
0: Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that, that's I think what a lot of people kind of experience as you get older and like, you know, a lot of guys are not sure what they want to do. You're not sure how you feel about where you're at. You start questioning things. But I think that's all natural. And I think you don't really become comfortable with who you are until you're after 30.
2: Yeah, I can agree with that. You recognize that your life will not be anything like you anticipated when you were in high school? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like
0: it's, it's more than realization. It's acceptance.
2: Oh, yeah, sure. that's what, yeah. Yeah, yeah you start to you understand Al Bundy. Right. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so speaking of hopes and dreams and, and actually well, making them happen. Think... Oh, go ahead.
0: The last thing, because I want to address May's yeah, yeah. question. His question was, hey, can you just kind of go over what happened in the oil market today? Because a lot of people were kind of bringing, when I saw it hit mainstream, Like people that aren't even involved in the markets and they're talking about oil going in a negative territory. I knew this was a big deal, right? Um, So basically, and just to keep this short, there is a futures market and a cash market, okay? When they talk about cash market, that's the physical, the trading of the physical commodity. The futures market is more so used as a price discovery tool. The cash market or spot market, whatever you want to call it, trades above, below, or at where the futures price is. So the futures price, think of it as like a an indicator, but that's not necessarily what the price of oil is if you actually want to go out and buy oil, okay? Anyway, what happened today in a very simplistic nutshell was there's a lot of fucking oil, and they have nowhere to fucking put it because the demand is that... Dis- just demand destruction So That's why you saw what you saw today The market was trying to tell you Hold on to your oil today It's worth a fuck ton more A month Two months from now Three months And they call that a carry market
1: so You're you incentivized
0: some, To carry the commodity
1: So if you got some extra space to store oil Right yeah,
0: until July,
1: yeah Do it yeah. now, because it's going to yeah. be worth a lot of money Yeah When everybody starts traveling again hmm Yeah
0: So That's that
2: What do you got, Kyle? Oh, I don't remember what I was going to say
0: <laughs> You were um... going
2: with the hopes and dreams <laughs> narrative Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah yeah. Mo actually attaining his hopes and dreams uh, people can catch you on Wednesday on something. Oh, yeah. What's this? Tell us about oh, it so yeah. people can listen. I think, I think our listeners might care about this.
1: Humble son of a gun. Uh,
2: so
0: Erica texts me last week, and she says, Hey, I think I have an idea, and let me just work on some of the details, and I'll get back to you, whether I can make it happen or not. So Erica comes to Chicago. I don't know how often, but a few times a year. Uh, And I guess she has some friends out here and she sets up this YouTube live session for Wednesday where we're all going to talk and all of these people are from Chicago. Now I don't know any of them. I've never met them. Uh, So it'll be my first time meeting them too via, you know, via live, obviously. But, um, yeah, so, man, we're just going to talk about some different stuff, and I'm sure we'll talk about the cigar scene. And I'm really fascinated because I don't really get the opportunity to sit with, like, a round table of female smokers. And not just, these are not, like, people who just smoke cigars. All of them are, like, I mean, honestly, man, like, experts, okay? Like, they know cigars. So I'm, like, really excited about that, that I get to have that perspective and to learn from them, really, um, about the female experience in, in the cigar world. We, you, remember I shared with you guys there was a cigar company that tried to put together some really unorganic, like, GMO-type roundtable of women smokers, and it yes. just came off yeah. as, like, <laughs> super fake? This is the real deal. Mm-hmm. These are the types of people that can give a really unique and fresh perspective on things and take the female portion out of it. They're just amazing cigar people. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the added bonus is I also get to learn a new viewpoint and a bunch of stuff I probably didn't even
2: think of. So I'm excited about that. Sounds like what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So what what do people have to do if they want to catch this thing?
0: That I'm not 100% sure, my friend. All I know is it'll be through TLE uh, podcast on YouTube Live. I think it's 9 o'clock Eastern time, 8 o'clock
2: Central. Okay. So right after the cigar lockdown that you might be going to, jump over to YouTube Live from the TLE podcast Instagram. Boom. I'm sure they'll post the link. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Nice. We'll we'll uh we'll share it on Wednesday as well. Perfect. Be there. It's
2: like we like this Mo guy or something. <sighs>
1: Mo. Mo. What a badass. Uh,
0: That's true. Uh, uh
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to say, though, there's a, there's a sense of pride that you get. And I think, I think everybody who listens to this podcast will understand what I'm saying. So you've been listening to Mo for a while build his brand up, right? And I've had the good fortune of talking to him through this whole process. And he sends his latest cigar to multiple cigar shops. And I start hearing from these cigar shops or seeing that it's sold out. And the sense of pride that I had for my friend at that point was incredible because I was just like, Holy shit, that's fucking cool, right? Like <laughs> you're selling out like immediately and that's awesome. So I think our listeners will will, will think the same.
1: And he no, does
2: congratulations. It. And he Thanks, didn't
1: man. just send all the shops two boxes, so it's no. a, it's actually a real deal.
0: Uh, no, i pretty
2: pretty pretty that. good for those reorders. <laughs> Oh hell
0: yeah. Yeah. It's been crazy. Like I said, man, more than anything, um, it demonstrates that I've had shops and I've had consumers message me and say, thank you so much for releasing this cigar. It's, you know, it's helped. Right. Right. Um, and that means the world that makes everything worth it. I know the timing, the timing was kind of shitty. But to hear people say that and it gave them something to look forward to, that's a really cool feeling. So, yeah, thank you guys because you guys hyped the shit out of it because I'm not good at that.
1: It was good. So, that's true. I'm glad I got my hands on at least one box.
2: I feel like it should be back in yeah. stock pretty soon. Yeah. Hopefully, it will. Otherwise, you did regular production pretty fucking weird.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: There are reinforcements on the way.
0: Now, what people need to understand is, and, and, you know, just to give you a glimpse into how things are affected, right? So, my distributor is only open, they're not open every day of the week with the corona, with the, you know, obviously COVID 19 stuff. So, they stagger their days, right?
2: Makes sense. Obviously.
0: obviously, they also distribute uh, other brands, including their own, like pipe tobacco stuff. So, you know, orders will go out as they can do them. Um, But we are, all of us are feeling it to a certain extent. I saw an article that a bunch of factories are reopening in Nicaragua and Dominican now. Um, But when things get back to total normalcy, I really don't know.
2: All right. Well, and what normal looks like for the cigar industry it sort of continually evolves anyway. Because mm-hmm. I saw the numbers for last year's cigar imports, and they were down like a significant amount in right. 2019 compared to 2018. Sure. So it's just a sort of a declining industry right now. And that might change, right? Maybe everything turns around and we bring it back, but I, I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I mean, look, you
0: saw that. You saw that with all of the layoffs that happened at factories, right, Mm -hmm. last year? Yep. Um, There were definitely telltale signs. Uh, This certainly doesn't help anything. And all you could try to do is weather it the best that you can. Um, The hope is you put out a quality product. People enjoy it. More people enjoy it. And more people enjoy it, it gives you an opportunity to be successful, right? You'd hope, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, exactly. But at this point, cash flow is king. Right? Mm -hmm. If you if you have money tied up in non revenue generating things you are struggling right now and I don't care what cigar company you are. And the bigger you are, the more overhead you have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's just a lot of that. The thing that people like, even now with retailers and why I said a lot of retailers are extra struggling. This is a business where what I said, there's a lot of purgatory money, right? You're not in heaven and you're not in hell. You're just kind of in this fucking middle ground where you might have the product, but you got to sell it. You might have the cigars in the, in the factory, but they've got to age. You might have the cigars ready to go, but the box has got to be made. So your money is a, a lot of the time. Money is tied up in this position of like transition. You know
1: what
2: I, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You, you want the cash to come as quick as possible. Possible. You want the sure. quickest turnover you can get, but right. that doesn't happen. Yeah. So if, like, I'm a retailer
0: and I normally buy 10 boxes deep on something, 20 boxes deep on something, and this happens, that's money that I've already spent <coughs> that is now not going out the door.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And the longer that continues, the bills don't stop most retailers don't own the buildings that they're in. Yeah. Most of them rent. So
2: it's not a good recipe. No. And the whole thing's interesting from a sort of long-term planning perspective, because what ends up happening is like you were saying before, those with money are probably going to be okay. And those without it are not. And then those with money are going to gobble up the business that was left by those without and it just creates a bigger gap. It's kind of kinda of fucked up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There there
0: is no larger boutique company right now, I feel like, that shouldn't be in a decent position. But unfortunately that's
2: not the case. From what I've been hearing. Yeah, it all I depends don't. what you did with that money and what you reinvested yeah. in and, and when to mm-hmm. the timing. Right. You, know, you can right. make every move correctly and then time Absolutely. that one thing wrong this is not
0: about business this is an unforeseen act of God nobody could have predicted this well unless you were in the CIA and you kind of knew about it and then you told somebody and then nobody listened other than that
2: (laughs) nobody knew about it (laughs) I mean nobody knew about it more than what four or five months ago at the farthest so right because it started in December right right so yeah so
0: other than uh that yeah so a lot of people just got caught flat-footed man and, and the reality is for me I just got lucky I I'm not Nostradamus I could have never fucking seen this coming I had no idea but I'd happen to have the stuff
2: ready to go when it was that's just luck well, it could have. It was almost the opposite, right? Because if nobody had any money, they wouldn't have bought it. So, like, if you were, if you even would have been three or four weeks later, that could have been right. The difference, right? That would have. You could have gotten no yeah. sales. Yeah, sure. there's so much of this world that is absolute luck, and I know people don't mm-hmm. like to think that way, but it's the reality.
0: I, I tell, I tell this to the reps all the time. I said, you could do everything right, literally. Kyle, you could do it one way, and it's exactly 100% right, exactly what you should do. Drew does everything exactly 100% right, everything you should do. Me, I do everything right, exactly what I should do. Me and Drew fail. Kyle, you succeed. Yeah. I said, for a religious person, they're going to say that's that's God's will, right? That's That's God. God has blessed you. For a non-religious person, they're going to say it's... Fate, it's luck, it's hard work, whatever it doesn't matter. There's that X factor,
2: right? But for me, it would be being a white guy. Doesn't hurt.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, in but, terms of sheer luck, right? It, okay, it, it, it gives a bonus. I'm just saying. So,
0: so, okay. If you take that out, uh, the, what, what it's I'm not saying, fair, but it's real. What I'm saying is, there's an X factor. There's an X factor that is unexplainable in the equation of success. Oh, true. Absolutely. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Whatever you decide to call that is based on your personal
2: whatever. So. No, you're totally right. But whatever. And if we want to get super nerdy about it, they have the same concept in things like uh, ethics and morality. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a quick a quick thought experiment for for you guys, just for funsies, because um, it's it's fun and interesting. I think. Let's say that you at least uh, you think so. Yeah, yeah both somebody, of you guys. Right? Every yeah. morning, you, every morning you back out of your driveway and you don't look to see if anybody's coming. Okay. Right. Every morning you both do this. Yeah. One particular day, Mo hits a child packs up into. Them. Okay. 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 God forbid. Yeah. A- absolutely, right? Yeah. Were what you were doing morally different in any meaningful way?
0: I was probably in my opinion, I was probably wrong for not looking back every single time.
1: Sure no.
0: But who
2: is society judging?
1: The one that hit somebody.
2: Cuz yeah. nobody fucking knows. Nobody until something goes wrong. The right. judgment doesn't happen. Yeah. It's just like social media in in a lot of ways, right? If you you know, yeah. the reality is different from what actually happens. And I think we would all be a lot better off if we understood that about yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. Anyway, a lot of double speak
0: across all all facets right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always been that way, but Yep. Drew, what? Tell me why you hate <laughs> birthday parades.
0: Yeah, what did you mean
2: by that, big guy?
1: It was just funny. <laughs> it was funny.
0: No, I'm being. What's a birthday parade?
1: You haven't seen these? No. So, well, could, your brothers don't have young kids, so. They're they're doing birthday parades. Maybe you guys don't do it up there. Where uh like because the, because it's they can't have there. parties. Okay. They get all the people together in a big parade and drive by the kid's house.
0: Oh, because of the quarantine?
1: Yeah. 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 So fire department, police, family members, friends are all driving by. Some drop gifts off paint up their vehicles or balloons. I'd I'd imagine
0: this is only happening in certain neighborhoods. If I had to guess, typically nicer areas. Well, I don't know. I've gotten, I've gotten a number of Facebook invites. If that's what you're talking about. Yeah. I I don't, I don't (laughs) imagine this is happening uh, in Inglewood on the South side right now,
2: but yeah, it's called the drive.
0: That's yeah. That's a different. Yeah. It's different. (laughs) It's different. Yeah. So no, I've heard nothing about this. I don't mm. really see anything wrong with it, though. But I guess it's not judge me time. I mean, not judge Mo time. But okay, so like, what bothers you about it?
1: It was just funny.
2: Wait, so you're not really against? It?
1: No, I don't care. It's just funny.
2: Oh, the whole Drew of the Sign concept just is thrown on its, it's head. funny. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought
1: this was. I thought you were taking a stand
0: no pun intended I mean
2: I, I, I thought paid that protester
1: that one was, yeah, yeah. that one was that one was just funny because I got invited <laughs> to one and had to part- got to participate
0: the, the best is when you posted that the stop the Barry Wood meme and that lady asked yes uh, what is this beer? and you're like yeah it's better you don't know well now I want to know well look it up Oh, oh yeah! No. I wish I didn't look it up. Oh, <laughs> they looked it
1: up. <laughs> yeah.
2: oh, that no. was hilarious.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> when someone says, "Don't Google it," don't Google oh, it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that yeah. One.
2: But what again? You're human. Of course, you're gonna <laughs> Google it.
1: That's true. I really wish that one would stop. <laughs> at, <sighs> at least from Danny. Danny slowed down. Yeah, he has.
2: I don't know if that's because he uh, he he's listening to what you're saying, or if it's because he's uh,
1: oh no, he's not listening. Too busy
2: looking at Barry Wood memes. Yeah. Well, he's dude. Look, Danny's
0: been busy. I mean, that yeah. guy's been doing all of these uh, different virtual lounge things and and um, stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Say what you want about Roma Craft cigars, you can have your opinion, but they are working the shit out of their retailer circuit right now, helping those guys sell cigars.
0: Mm Yep. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's good. There it is. (laughs) That's the good shit.
0: And there may be a Patina one coming up soon. Just need to hammer out some details. So that'd be cool. That would be cool. Um, I was going to ask you guys something. Okay. Judge Drew time. What do you got? Okay. They recently lifted some of the quarantine guidelines in certain states, whatever. And people flocked to beaches and stuff like that. Oh, I heard about and this. This, is on, this yeah. is on two different coasts, Right. Oh, yeah. Would you be out there? No. Okay. Why?
1: <laughs> okay. Look. And
0: I, and here's the question. And here, okay, just to add something. Yeah, go for it. What is your acceptable time of reintroducing yourself in the society on a like on a social level after the quarantines are or you know whatever you want to call them are lifted?
1: Um. Okay. So. From what I see number numbers wise this it it has kind of flattened out a little bit, but it's not like done so right m- my stance with the whole thing is i'm not I'm not like worried or freaking out or overly concerned, but if I can stay home or not have to go to the grocery store or whatever to prevent getting this thing then then why not so right. so with them opening things up i there's going to be another surge if they open things up right now, and even at these mm-hmm. beaches and stuff. There's there's going to be another surge in those areas because some sick person's going to be there, hundred percent, and is going to give it to other people. So that you're going to see a big spike in it come you know next week or the week after because all these <laughs> right. dumbasses are out there. Right. So the acceptable time, uh, I guess, if you actually see it start to taper down to. Instead of, you know, 30,000 people a day, it's, right. I, I don't know. I don't know where you finally put a number on it to where your cases are less. Yeah. It's going to be a while. I mean, honestly, I would think,
0: yeah.
1: dude, it's going to be August, September before things like kind of died down quite a bit.
0: Uh, uh, if If they open up too quickly, it'll be the end of the year. Well,
1: yes. Yeah, yeah. it's got to
0: be tapered. That's the.
2: That's the cool. deal.
1: Well, I, so Whenever,
2: whenever they open it up, I'm waiting two weeks oh, to do anything oh, yes. I have to do at least I, I, just to see if there yeah. is a spike. That's exactly
0: right. That's exactly what I'm going to do.
2: But then That's if we it. all do that, then we just created our own fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we,
0: we, we won't
1: know. all we be doing it. that.
0: No, we didn't, because trust me, there's going to be plenty of people that as soon as any sort of easing happens, they're out.
2: Mm-hmm. They're already out.
0: Yeah Yeah I saw this, this one dude on Instagram That I follow a buddy of mine And you know he he's playing this story Like he's got a bunch of people over at his place And they're hanging out And doing, I'm like what the fuck are you doing dude I just I don't understand people
1: I just don't There's a lot of people that, co- that don't care
0: I know, you want people to stop dying, you want people to stop getting sick, you, you want healthcare workers to not be overwhelmed, and hospitals and not be overwhelmed, and, and you want to get back to normal, you want the economy to be better, then stop doing stupid fucking shit. This is not well, hard.
1: Well, and even but more my, so, okay. I, even beyond, well, and I think a lot of people are selfish, but beyond me, if I go somewhere stupid and get it, yeah. maybe I'm fine. Sure. But but do I kill my wife?
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> they just came out, LA came out and "Because you know, everyone's been been talking about, oh my God, New York, New York, oh my God, they're terrible. Oh, look at California. California's this and they, they, did, they did the lockdowns and they and then LA comes out today and says, Yeah, we think that our cases might be fifty five times higher than we anticipated. Oh shit. Not fifty five percent. Yeah. In the most populous county in the entire United States,
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: so yeah, you could open it up all you want I'm not essential, and for the people who are the people that are essential and if you care
2: about them, don't do stupid shit well I
1: mean, and there's not
2: there's not a great reason to have a bunch of people to your house if you could instead like if if your goal is to open the economy, have those people at work instead. And yeah. You've at least made a difference in something. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Just don't quite get it.
0: Dude, I'm all for reopening. I want, I want people to be able to go back to work and to be normal and all of that more than anybody. I mean, it benefits everybody. But but I also know if you don't do it the right way, you're going to be worse than you are now.
1: Yes. hmm
2: And here, here's the thing, just just to put this into perspective for everybody, getting the three of us to agree on anything right. basically oh, yeah. Good luck. doesn't happen. <laughs> right. So uh as far, I mean anything political at least. Like there's a zero percent chance. So if we all agree on this, like I feel like most of the country probably does too. But Cal, this shouldn't be political. The reason oh, we no. agree- yeah. the, the, it has become re- political.
0: Right the reason we agree on it because we're fucking human beings and have a heart and a conscience that's
2: why we agree on it it's called being fucking human sure yeah i think the problem you run <laughs> into is that both sides end up saying making it political and saying that we're the ones that are human right you're fucking me up this way you you won't open the economy you're trying to kill people right like let's let's all talk about how we can actually just do this damn thing correctly
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And, Listen and to the what? experts,
2: right? They know what they're talking yeah. about. They've been correct. Find yeah. a way to open everything back up. Let's do what we can to help people along the way. Like, yep, not not rocket science. Yep. And there's no right playbook, so let's do the best we can. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. All I know is when the people that are dealing with COVID patients are begging you to not. Go out in groups Not to go out to this Not to go out to that Because Who do you think is seeing it? Yeah It's easy for you That's working remote And your life Is not really much different Except that you're not Going into the office To sit there and say Oh yeah Open it back up Yeah you're real fucking tough You're not the one That's dealing with it
2: No My aunt on Facebook Said it's okay
1: Yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just love the world we live in today.
0: <laughs> Do you guys remember when I said a couple of weeks ago, I said, oh, thank God the, the CEO of Disney decided to take a pay cut, right? I'm not making a joke about it. Mm-hmm. Well, today they decided that they're not going to be paying uh, 100,000 employees. That was after they furloughed 43,000. And now they're saying that they may not open up their parks until 2021.
1: Well, good thing you took a pay cut.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> how how fucking generous of you. Fuck out of
2: here. <laughs> it should be what you'd expect, but it's almost not what we expect anymore. Okay. But the now, CEO yeah, never takes a pay cut.
0: It's it's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> you know, there's so
0: much bad information being shared about economic stuff right now in that it, for people that don't have a background in this world in that world. Um, it's a really, really confusing time, but here's all you need to know. 13% unemployment. They are devaluing the dollar more and more every day. And when wall street tells you to keep buying, you know, so we need to be aware of these types of things, but here's another judge drew for you. Okay. Okay. And damn it, I just forgot what, I, what it was going to be. Oh, Shake Shack. Did you
1: guys see this? No. Oh, yeah, they gave back the money.
0: Yeah, after they got fucking caught taking it, right? So there, are, there were four restaurants that <laughs> took it that are not considered mom and pops. It was um, Ruth's
2: Chris. This is the small business loans, right?
0: Yes. The payment protection stuff, so you keep your employees, they give you... You know, as long as you keep them on payroll versus putting them on unemployment, right? And um, it's it's nuts. Like <laughs> there was a, an uproar, right? Because they got what ten million? Ten million bucks. Yeah. Can you imagine what that could do for a small Jeez. mom and pop like uh, you know breakfast place or you know we have a ton of like Italian beef and hot dog places, like something like that or I don't know what you guys have by you, maybe like a small barbecue stand in Oklahoma, whatever. How much that would help them.
1: So how did they, so they have accountants and all. How'd they even, how'd they even file for this?
0: That's the big question. See, here's the problem with this shit. The big companies know how to file and they know how to get this shit done quickly. Mm -hmm. How many mom and pop operations, first of all, even know where to go, who to ask, what website to go to, what form to fill out. They got to like research all this stuff on their own, you know? And it's not like it's straightforward. Yeah. None of it is. Well, if you meet this criteria and that criteria, well, if you do this and you do this, but you don't do that. And it's like, what?
2: Yeah. So I guess the, their reasoning that they came up with actually sounds Potentially plausible, I guess. So the, the the way that they defined this for this this paycheck protection program was that a a, a small business or a, a not a large business, the businesses that were qualified had fewer than five hundred workers in any single location, which is literally every restaurant that ever existed. Yeah, there's none that have more than five hundred in one location. That's just not a thing. Um, so I think. What they essentially are saying is, you know, we were pretty damn confused about what the hell was going on at the time. There was an option for us to get some money, and we went for it, and now we got the money from somewhere else, so we're giving it back. Yeah. And I I think that's quite plausible, actually, because you had no time at all to sign up for this thing because it ran out of money in no time. Mm -hmm.
0: But that's my point. The only ones that had the time and and the wherewithal and the resources to file that quickly...
2: Are the big boys. Yeah. Yeah. Ruth Chris, Chris Steakhouse got the loan. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm fucking kidding me.
1: <laughs>
2: it's unbelievable. Uh,
1: but, you, uh, dude, that's a tricky one, too, though, because they filed for the loan, so hopefully they're at least taking care of their employees, too. So that's that's what matters in the end.
0: There were employees from Ruth, Chris, that started a GoFundMe.
1: So they're not taking care of their employees.
2: What does that tell you? (laughs) Nice. Tells me they needed the loan.
1: Well, hopefully that's what it was, but. (laughs) Oh, everything's just a mess.
2: Everything's a mess.
0: No. Anyway. What else we got? We had a couple other user questions or uh, listener questions, didn't we?
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Uh, Rudy had one. I don't remember what it was.
2: Gotta scroll through all these dicks in here in this chat. And the picture's Danny Sons. <laughs> <laughs> Um how about that about Patina
1: Maduro. Is.
2: Oh yeah, Rudy's question. Uh <laughs> what athlete would you like to get quarantined with? Oh boy. and what one what athlete would you leave outside to catch COVID?
1: Oh Danny's not on Brutal. for this one. Huh? Danny was supposed to be on for this one.
2: No. Oh yeah. I'll we'll answer for him. Yeah.
1: I want to. Uh, what What was the question again?
2: What athlete would you quarantine with?
1: Quarantine with and Michael what Michael Jordan?
2: Would you yeah, throw outside? That'd be awesome. Isn't he a bit of a dick? Star. Isn't Star? What people say. You Neil know what? Um,
0: look, man, I've never met the guy. I've heard plenty of stories from people who have over the years during his time in Chicago. I just can't talk about him, so I'm not going to say anything. I mean, he just meant too much to my childhood. So, <laughs> you take that for what it is. But yeah, it would be Michael Jordan, without a doubt. And, yeah. I, and I wouldn't even joke about throwing somebody outside to get COVID, because I don't want that kind of karma. So,
1: What about for you real? guys? I said Jordan. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome, man.
2: Well, he's with Mo. Mm.
1: uh is Schwarzenegger considered considered an athlete
2: (laughs) yeah bodybuilding is athletics right right? done then it has to be
1: Schwarzenegger Arnold over Jordan oh yeah (laughs)
0: who
2: who would you be I don't know I can't think of anybody that would be like wonderfully awesome
1: well, Jordan, you'd sit around smoking cigars, shooting some hoops. Yeah.
2: That's Swart- what I'm doing Bart- now.
1: Schwarzenegger, you'd sit around smoking cigars.
2: <laughs> so i just Actually, have somebody to sit around and smoke cigars with.
1: Well, yeah. But somebody if cool. I could have
0: a, if I could have a couple different people, Charles Barkley. I'll tell you what, man. If I wasn't such a Bulls fan growing up in Jordan, it would be Charles Barkley.
1: He seems cool. Yeah. He does. He seems funny. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he's a cigar guy.
1: Yep. Is he? Yeah, he yeah. is.
0: So nice. I don't know if you guys have watched that Bulls documentary yet, so I started to watch it and Jordan, Phil Jackson and Dennis Rodman were all big are, are all big cigar guys. So it's pretty cool like they have like Jordan's actually smoking a cigar when the thing starts. Hmm. And when they um and then they show Phil Jackson in the meeting room smoking a cigar and obviously Rodman I know he's a cigar guy because I know people that know. So, and the cigar shops he hangs out at. So, yeah, it's pretty
1: cool, man. Didn't Jordan used to smoke smoke before the game, after the game? Both? Something like that. Something like that? Yeah.
2: During the game.
1: During the game. He probably might have no. if he could have.
0: <laughs> he might could have. How much of a
1: power move is that? Oh. If, like dude. you just walk over the sideline, you take a puff of a
2: cigar, and you just walk your ass back out onto the court and uh, dominate right. some fucker. Right.
1: Dunking with the cigar hanging out of his mouth.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> that would be cool.
1: Uh, <laughs> you just got dunked on by Jordan <laughs> smoking a cigar.
2: Ash <laughs> <laughs> stays on. Uh. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's a good move.
1: What else we got, cow?
2: Well, that's kind of what we had. Oh, that was it. <laughs> we, we that doesn't stop us from talking.
1: I didn't know you. I thought we had a couple more topics. We went through them all.
2: Yeah, I looked at the the ones that Mo had sent over.
1: Who's getting rained on, Mo?
2: Me, yeah. well some uh, precipitation <laughs> yeah. for your evening when should we expect the, the maduro to be in a precipitation size that seems to be a common question i'm seeing um
1: next year
0: i don't know that's a really good question man everything's kind of up in the air right now the, the the other folk the, the other sizes that are are before that one are uh the Toro and the Corona.
1: Ooh, when's the before uh, I get
0: the precipitation.
1: When's the Toro coming?
0: Well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> had I been able to go to Nicaragua uh back in March, then yeah, I mean it would have gotcha. been soon. But I don't know.
1: So it's gonna be a little while on that. Yeah. So I need to buy the other one first. The, yeah,
2: buy that and then buy the Toro.
1: Gotcha.
0: Right. I'll, I'll be real with you guys, man, because I had a few people message me and ask me, like, what size I smoke more of. And uh, I actually smoke more of the Double Toro than I do the Robusto.
1: Yeah. That Ooh. Robusta was good uh, for the time I had this afternoon.
0: And and that's how I, look, man, not everybody has time to sit there and smoke a 6x56. But if you do, uh, that that the blend really, is, is, it's really good in that size. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so,
1: well, I'll have but. to have to get a box of those. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll figure
0: it all out. Day by day. That's
1: all you can do. Thanks. That's it Smoke patina
0: Should we talk Should we talk a little shit about Danny
2: Since we know he's not going to listen I thought we already did (laughs) 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 Yeah it's true
1: (laughs) Old Danny
2: Let's let's actually flip it around And say some really kind shit about him Because he's not going to listen I think that's even fucking funnier
0: Absolutely I respect greatly what he's doing to help
2: the retailers of Romacraft. Danny's a badass. a kind hearted human being. Yes, he is. Underneath that outwardly hard shell. Well, yeah. There's a heart. A hero thread. lies in him. Remember that Mariah Carey song? No, you should yeah. sing more of it so I remember it, though. Yeah, no, I ain't uh, oh man! I think our listeners should also send Danny Vasquez compliments that, right. out of nowhere that have nothing to do with anything. Yep. Just to make him wonder what the fuck is happening. 100%, yeah. Cuz that's hilarious. Yeah.
1: Who uh did you guys join the new uh room 101 uh Group. <laughs> yeah. Instagram what Instagram. <laughs> no. no. Sure
0: did.
2: <laughs> I miss I miss sign up
1: old old Boofy.
2: The room one oh one shadow army. Yeah. <laughs> Could be anything. <laughs> Tell you what, and I told this to
0: Kyle the other day. Matt Booth has done a phenomenal job of staying
2: front and center. oh yeah he's great truly amazing yeah during the last like lot of months he's been everywhere yeah like even going back to when he was on our podcast he started kind of showing up all over the place yeah if you make it to our podcast you know that you're you're in that's it i I was thinking about this (laughs) earlier did did the sultan's curse end is this over don't speak too early. That's no, still early. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> early in this quarantine. Just something to keep your eye on because, like, we've had some Ease. some guests, and I don't think anybody fell apart yet. It's
1: not yet, Cal. Since what,
2: like, since like Erica.
1: Uh oh. Cal? <sighs> Sorry, Erica. I think but no, I mean, she like,
0: landed she, in a better place. She's great.
1: That's she's true. Been
2: fantastic. That is true. They're fucking killing it, man. They oh, are. Yeah. They are. And I didn't mean that in a bad way. I th- I actually think she's better off now oh. than she was before. I don't know economically if that's true, but she's doing fucking fantastic things. Oh, they're doing amazing stuff.
0: They may be the most um Look, you have your old stalwarts, right? Like Coop and those guys and the,
2: your KMA.
0: Yeah, that have, you know, years authority. and years... Right, They have years and years of, like, industry relationships. But if you think about how young TLE is and the way they've been able to foster these relationships with different names in the industry, it's really impressive.
2: Yeah, a bunch of folks have said that it's like a breath of fresh air, which is great. Mm-hmm. Good for
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That's no, good, man. They're, they're good people doing good stuff, so I appreciate that. 100%.
1: Keep it up. All those lives.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Drew's favorite. Lives. Lives.
1: Lives are saving lives at this point.
0: <laughs> and I keep telling myself that I'm going to, li- I got to listen to the Oliver podcast with Cigar Noise Boys.
2: It's pretty entertaining, man. Yeah. I got to, I got to get to that. The way that Did I think make- about it is that, that, the cigar stuff that's out there, the cigar content, right? Mm-hmm. There's a huge tent out there that we can all get under for really good content because there's not that much good content. There's a lot of content. but yeah. There's not that much good content. So anybody who wants to make really interesting shit, I am all about it. Yeah. I love when, like, you'll... You,
0: sometimes, like, somebody will like your post or whatever. And, you know, you might want to see damn, what's this dude about, you know, or like the, what, for me, I do it like, well, what else does this guy smoke? Cause I try to always get an idea of where my cigars are in the market. Right. They're like what people smoke. They like the and whatnot. So I, I can't believe how many people I'm say like cigar influencer, aficionado influencer, aficionado. Like what? Who calls himself an influencer? If you call yourself
2: an influencer, <laughs> you're not an influencer. It's Dude, that if simple. You,
0: if you got a thousand followers, you're not a fucking influencer.
2: What do you think an influencer is? Let's get into that, just for funsies.
1: How many? How many
2: people? Numbers. I I, I think
0: it. I think it's about more about engagement. Like, how many times have you guys seen uh, somebody with like ten thousand followers, right? And then you look at their Page like who's got like ninety likes
2: and one comment oh there's yeah, a, an account I have to send you that has fifteen or seventeen thousand followers and like twelve likes on every post. It's my favorite account
1: what if yeah. they uh what if they have a thousand followers and like eight hundred engagement? yeah, that's called the patina page. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, but, then, yeah. I mean, that's more effective.
1: Well, would, they could still be an influencer with a thousand uh, people. But everybody's, yeah, everybody's engaged. But
0: yeah. Okay.
2: Yes, you are right. You are right. Yeah, it's not a numbers game. It's a number that you get to do stuff game.
0: Right. Like, if you look at Mo- Moocow not only has a lot of followers, but Moocow also has a shit ton of engagement. Mukau runs his page better than anybody I know. And I'm talking about even, like, people that have hundreds of thousands of followers. Nobody runs it like
2: Mukau. I mean, it's all just a question at some point of, are you selling shit, right? Intentionally or unintentionally? Yeah. Is shit selling because of you? Right. If the answer is yes, then you can claim to be an influencer. Right. If the answer is no, then... Get the fuck out of here!
0: Yeah, and then you're just somebody with a fucking
2: Instagram account. <laughs> no, then it's worse than that because you're a guy that's basically showing me like what what I did on my last summer vacation, right? You, you made that middle school presentation, <laughs>
1: right. and
2: you're making us all watch your stupid slideshow.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's like
0: those worthless
2: powerpoints at work. Exactly. Oh. Uh. And I don't want to shit on those guys too much that do stuff like that, but like, no, there, there's sh- sharing something because you enjoy it. That's yep. great. Sharing 100%. something because you think it's gonna be fucking cool. Fuck off yeah. with that shit. Big difference. Big difference. Big
0: difference. I don't know. It's interesting.
2: Yeah. But I should have talked about that earlier on, so more people would hear it. <laughs>
0: I've said this time and time again, and I will say it again this week. It is fucking refreshing to not have to deal with all the pop culture bullshit that has been not completely silenced during this, but has definitely... Like, I don't give a fuck about so-and-so's new tattoo or who's dating who or, you know, this person had a Twitter war with this person. fuck off <laughs> nobody gives a shit we're just trying to survive
1: twitter war
0: you know yeah. go fuck yourselves and your bunkers or whatever is that a is that a euphemism no, no <laughs> but that that's that's nice i like that cow that's
2: that's why you're a cow <laughs> one of my friends was saying that this whole thing is a. Uh, like an opportunity to take a look at what is important to you. Sure. So much has changed. Like it's a good chance to evaluate your life and what your priorities and what you care about, what you put time into. Right. It's interesting. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Look, I know there've been a a bunch, sorry, go ahead, Cal. No, it's all you. No, I was going to say, look, there's a bunch of people right now putting out memes about, create your side hustle, do this, mm-hmm. do that. No, I, first of all, I hate that fucking side hustle <laughs> shit. That's just <laughs> fucking annoying. It's not a fucking hustle. If it's legitimate and it's legal, it's not a fucking hustle, okay? And anyway, that's here nor there. But if you are not taking this time, if, if you are somebody who's lucky enough to work from home or have extra downtime, Okay, and especially if you don't have kids or, or, you know, a spouse or whatever, and you're not taking the time to better yourself in some way, I don't care if that's a home improvement project or, you know, reading a... Whatever, reading, it doesn't matter. If you're not taking this time, dude, what are you doing?
1: You know? Use it.
0: Yeah, when are you going to get... I mean... if you've been blessed with good health and you're literally writing this out until things get better, well, how would you waste your time just watching t v or or whatever
2: on mindless shit? yeah, I guess I would throw in the caveat that if you if you need to do shit like that for your mental health, you know that's different, Sure. Cause I know people that are suffering too, like in bizarre ways that I would never anticipate, yeah, so I just wanna as long as they know that that's cool too then everybody else i don't know what your excuse is but
0: yeah and and you know what man like what, what people haven't been talking about is the the mental health impacts
1: oh geez yeah
0: it's been you know you read some of this stuff it's uh you know some mental st- mental health stuff hits close to home some people in my life so i'm very very cognizant of that and very uh sensitive to it that's why i don't like when people make certain jokes about stuff and things like that, but... mm mm-hmm. um, Yeah, that's
2: a real thing. That's a real thing. Yeah, people are going through all kinds of stuff that we just don't... I don't understand it. I don't need to understand it. I just need yeah. to know that I want to support them.
0: Sure. 100%. Yeah, and dude, and, and I... You know what, man? I saw somebody... On Instagram the other day, they were saying they were having a tough time, and I was like, dude, man, just message me. I mean, all we can do is try to be there for the people that we know that may be dealing with some of that stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So. So, Drew, I'm checking in on you right now, buddy. <laughs>
1: Thank you. <laughs>
2: uh, you crazy fuck. <laughs> How much has your mental health improved since you got that Patina Maduro? In the mail. Oh, greatly. Greatly. <laughs> Dude.
1: Made my Monday amazing. It it actually made it very shitty early on because my wife uh, texted me at like 11 o'clock this morning or 10. It was like, hey, you got packages here? And it was like, fucking cigars are at the house. <laughs> and I've still got to work the rest of the day. Did
0: she, did she chunk them in the humidor?
1: She chunked them in. Nice. Right.
0: right. <laughs> It was a Druism, so oh, if you yeah. want to laugh, uh, whenever we would leave the gym when I li- lived in Oklahoma, Drew, what would you always say to me?
1: Catch up with you, no, no, keep, keep up, up with, with
0: you. you, yeah, you're like oh, I'll keep up with you. And like when I first moved down there, and like you know, obviously, I'd never heard that, I'm like, what the fuck, what does that even mean? <laughs> uh, you'll keep up with me, I mean, what are we running a race, <laughs> and then you know, just uh, colloquialism, I guess. So, anyway. That'd be great
2: if people started saying that. I'll keep up with you. What about the the chunk it in, though? You didn't talk about that. I don't know. That's a Druism.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Chunk it in.
2: Yeah, chunk it in.
1: (laughs) Just like throw it in. Yeah. Chunk it in.
0: (laughs) I think for a lot, it would be like chuck it, but for Drew, it's chunk it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Is this locker room conversation? Just chunk it in there
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd go uh, with that but yeah it's a I little guess presumptuous I guess cow. it could be Cal when you come to Oklahoma
0: <laughs> <laughs> want to go camping
1: <laughs> two, two, two weeks after they give the all clear <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: uh, I hear they got some oil there that I can load up Yeah, yeah.
1: bring you a truck
2: yeah Chunk it in the back.
1: Chunk it in your (laughs) minivan.
2: Y'all got that oil?
0: I want to chunk it in the back. uh, Break in that new pickup truck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, gents.
0: Well. Worst part about this, no one's going to have made it this far. Oh, no. What was the best part of the
1: They, They stopped 45 minutes ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ne-
1: need to split it in a two parter and make them listen.
2: Hey, in real talk, last thing. <laughs> I always do this. But yeah, last you do. Thing, speaking <laughs> wait, of Wait, wait, health, one more. This yeah, our is, podcast has more endings yeah, than fucking Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> this is, for me, this is
0: my <sighs> mental health. Like, this is my grounding every week. This podcast. Yeah. Talking to you guys. You know?
1: Oh, man, I'm sorry.
0: I know, yeah, I know.
1: That's terrible. I, not great. <laughs> so, you're, so you're doing pretty bad then, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, things are not well.
0: Uh, you know what, man? I Look, I've tried, rather than let this get to me, I've tried to use this as an opportunity to kind of be vocal about supporting each other and being there for each other and, and even trying to, in some ways, educate people about some of the financial impacts that we're seeing. Uh, I'm not a doctor, and I don't know much about that, and so I don't pretend to, okay? But a lot of what's happening economically, I do know about. So when people ask me, hey okay, man, what's going on with this, or why is this happening? Like, I can answer those questions. So it's been pretty cool from that regard, being huh. able to do that. That's given me a sense of fulfillment.
1: That's what it's all about. Even when this isn't going on, it's helping everybody else. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I had, uh... Was it last... Last Friday on the way home, I, I stopped to fill up with uh, fuel. hmm And so I'm sitting there fueling up, and uh, this lady comes over and starts talking to me. hmm And she tells me that she's... Was supposed to meet somebody there. Her, she's lost her job. And that, um she's got these Yetis that she was supposed to meet somebody there. And, and this person was going to buy like four or five of them, like a hundred bucks worth or something. Well, she's like, they didn't show up. I, you know, I'm hate, hate to bother you. Would, would you be interested in something? You know, I've got kids and stuff. And she did. She had a kid in her, I don't know what she was driving SUV or someone. She had a, probably an eight or 10 year old. Porsche kid.
0: SUV. Oh. No.
1: <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, "Sure, what do you got?" Anyway, so I bought a Yeti from her for twenty bucks, and okay. uh, so I got some shit for this <laughs> for being scammed. And okay. at the end of the day, I was like, "You know what? She wants to scam me for twenty bucks." Uh, okay, <laughs> you got a Yeti. I got a Yeti. I mean, who cares? And it's not uh, much of a
2: scam, really. If
1: if if it helped her out, then cool. <laughs> If it yeah. didn't, then I got a Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I have a Yeti that I'm selling for twenty bucks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You better learn a new hustle. Uh, plus, plus shipping. Don't don't. Uh, let's not fuck we, around here. Uh. Speaking of overused words, <laughs> I'm. I just. I, I don't know how to put this without hurting feelings. Vibes. Who
1: who uses that?
0: Cal? Everybody.
1: Cal? Do you I don't use vibes.
0: I Sunday use it specifically vibes, weekend vibes, with Mo because I know. Weekday vibes, time. taking a shit vibes, pissing vibes. I mean I don't know why that bothers me so much.
1: might be a sign.
0: Yeah, I'm not <laughs>
2: vibing. Yeah, you need to put out some better vibes, dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: the vibes you receive are the vibes that you put out.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's true. I'm not putting out very good ones right now. I'm being negative. I apologize. Keep using vibes.
1: All right, boys.
0: All right, Druffas. Next week. All right. Kyle. I'll keep up with you.
1: Keep, keep, keep up, up with,
0: with you. Yeah. Drew, are you going to chunk this one
1: on or what? I'll, I'll chunk this one up tomorrow. Hey, happy <laughs> <Abby, Abby>, 420.
0: <laughs> blaze it, Drew. Yeah, blaze it, Drew. Uh, see you guys. All right,
1: all right, Cheers. You. Thank you for listening to the Saltons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at the Saltons of Smoke. At gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know, and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.